Welcome to the DMV's very own Table for Four podcast, where we are the DMV's voice for all. So sit back, relax, and be entertained. Welcome back to another episode of Table for Four Podcast. Uh, you know, it's going to be a little weird today. Unfortunately, we do not have four people sitting here at this lovely table, uh, but we have two people. It is myself and my very good friend, Garrett. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, from the intro, you know, it's intro set the tone right there, so yeah. I'm going to have to come with some heat today. Yeah, please do. Please do. Um... A lot of people might be thinking to themselves, oh, why is it just two of you uh, and not four or six like you normally have it? Uh, well, I'm currently visiting Garrett down in Short Pump, Virginia right now. Uh, he lives down here and, and uh, is doing great things down here as well. Uh, and I told him, I was like, hey, let me come down here and uh, interview, interview you because uh, as many of you know, and if you've been listening to the podcast... Uh, shout it out Garrett a lot and him and his uh, athletes prehab business that he has going on. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that today. Uh, but I think we're just going to get the basics out the way. Uh, how you doing, Garrett? You good? Chilling? You sipping on anything? Dude, I'm going. I'm doing great. Uh, we trained this morning. Obviously, you came into the gym, yeah, kicked your butt. Yes. You know, we had full body strength day, so it was a good, damn good workout. A lot yeah. of people were in there, so it was a good time. Uh, now I'm just relaxing. We're sipping on, uh, let's see, a little concoction, if you yeah, will. Yeah, that you made. That yeah, you that's made. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to patent it in a little bit. Yeah. That's how good it is. <laughs> so, yeah, it's got a little, uh, a little crown peach in there. So, that's going to, you know, if you feel like sponsoring this crown, yeah, hey, please do. Reach yeah. out. Yeah, please send me all the crown peach. Dude, that's right. All the crown peach. Because that thing has gone missing off the shelves for a while now. Um, but no, Garrett, thank you honestly for, you know, jumping on this podcast with me and, uh, doing this thing with me. Um, but I guess we'll just go ahead and just jump right into it. Uh, for those of you out there, you know, can you tell people out there, what is Athletes Prehab? So Athletes Prehab is a business that I created. Um, you know, it started up maybe four years ago now. Uh, so I was working in a physical therapy clinic. And just coming out of college with, um, you know, exercise science degree, having played lacrosse uh, for four years uh, at, you know, a D3 school, Marymount University, uh, had an opportunity to kind of get the whole gist of the fitness industry, all of that. And then, you know, what athletes are kind of lacking in, you know, collegiate sports right now. A lot of times we go out, we play our butts off. You know, I was logging five to six miles a game. And then, you know, right after the game, this happens in a, a number of different sports, but uh, you just, you end the game and then you, you know, you get jump changed on the bus, or you yeah. jump, yep, or you go to the tailgate or whatever, but you never stretch, you never cool down properly and stuff like that. And that's where people get hurt mm-hmm. going into that next time. So I wanted to kind of, um, you know, start a business or it was just originally an Instagram page, honestly, mm-hmm. where I can like pump out uh, info and really learn more about 
uh, the whole space about what is the proper things to do. And back, you know, five or six years ago, right. Instagram, you know, the fitness community was a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole Facebook stuff really hadn't taken off within the fitness industry, you know. And, uh, you know, I saw a little niche for myself in there and I, you know, wanted to provide as much value as I could mm-hmm. to athletes like myself who were looking for that kind of edge and how do I get back, how do I recover, the proper ways, the proper things to do to take right. care of everybody. And that's where, uh, you know, I really, you know, took off from there. So did you, on, on, you know, you being there on the field, did you witness like firsthand, like with your teammates, like you notice like, oh, damn, he injured. You know, like right off the bat, like, and then, and, and something in your head was like, you know, if we actually had a program, we, after the game, we actually prehabbed, you know, after the game, you know, help our bodies out. So you witnessed that basically firsthand. Right. So it was something like that. I don't think I really, you know, analyzed the injury as soon as they happened, right. but I did know there was a need in, you know, high school, collegiate, and even youth sports mm-hmm. for warming up properly, getting the muscles activated the right way sometimes you know if coaches aren't really in depth or you know knowing about the whole you know human body and stuff like that they're not going to know exactly what to do especially the little exactly the the little little, ones when their dads are coaching them and stuff like that they're just thinking about winning right (laughs) exactly so i mean after working in sports performance for a while too and i will probably get over that in a little bit but knowing how many kids get injured and why you know more kids now than ever are sitting uh, down on their butts, they're playing video games, they're watching TV now more, um, and just doing things that aren't as active as when you and I were kids, right. and you know, getting outside when mom was like, "Hey, go, Don't you go. can't yeah, stay in yeah. here." It's either in or out the house, in I'll or out the house. I'll call you in for dinner, but that's about it. Yeah. So I mean, but that's good though. I'm I'm glad that you were able to at least come up with a system that you realized, hey, we can improve on, you know, making these athletes better or the kids better by not injuring themselves, especially in high school or middle school, or even if they're trying to look to be, you know, the collegiate level, the professional level uh, as well. Uh, so we'll just go ahead and, you know, you know, dive in a little deeper. So with you, you know, doing your whole fitness journey and everything, have you worked with anybody famous? Have you done anything, you know, crazy important, worked with like special, you know, like crazy NFL teams, football teams, hockey, you know, stuff like that. So Yeah, so, you know, after... Um, graduated, did an internship down in Tampa uh, with a couple different places, but I did train some of the NFL athletes down there, played for the Bucks, the Steelers, uh, a couple guys that played for the Lightning and the Flyers, so NHL, um, and then a couple Major League Baseball guys as well, excuse me, and um, you know, it was a good experience, but when I was younger, I was thinking, oh, that was the creme de la creme, you know, that was awesome, to work with them was the best thing ever, but... In reality, I, th- I thought that I could provide more value to kids who kind of grew up like I did, who didn't, weren't as fortunate to, you know, have um, all the money to go get that specialty coach or, you right. know, get the premier program or go into the best school or whatever. So I think that I was kind of like in a different mindset of I didn't have to work with the best athlete, but if I could get them at the start and really improve them, you know, from mm-hmm. ages – uh, let's say eight to fourteen or eight to eighteen, rather. Um, that was kind of where they were going to take off. And I know a lot of times, you know, you remember your coaches mm-hmm. from way back when. You remember the good ones. You don't really remember the, the bad, bad ones, ones. Yeah. but you definitely remember the good ones. And that's kind of who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be that good coach who kids remembered okay. and would say like, All right, so coach you were just trying to set the foundation. Yeah, in, in a sense, just realizing like 
I can set a foundation for these. Yeah, and like I said earlier, I mean, kids are sitting on their butts now, so I feel like I'm kind of giving back to the next generation right. of athletes or even just people. I want just people moving in general, right. you know. Now more than ever, I think this, uh, you know, we're in the COVID times now. Uh, so now more than ever, it's more important to move. Um, and I think people, a lot of people have forgotten that movement is medicine. Yeah. And, you know, you need it now more than ever. Yeah. So. I mean, I think we all took uh, a break, <laughs> you know, when COVID hit and everything. Like, we were locked down. We were just like, damn, how long is this going to last? And I think we got into the mentality of, oh, it's only going to be a month. You know, I'll put off working out, you know, on the side. And then a month turned into two, three, four, five, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I think people got too comfortable. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I completely agree because it's been – it was one of those whirlwind things where we were go, go, go for so long, right. and then it was just complete stop, stop. which was crazy. Never happened before. Right. Never happened to right. many people before, and it was actually you know, a good wake-up call for a lot of people. A lot of people that you know, took that break, and a lot of people did, did need it, right. you know, mentally as well as physically, physically. but more yeah. mentally than anything. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of flipping that switch back on. A lot of people haven't done it, or they have for a day or two or a week, maybe not even a month. Right. But we got to get them back into it, that whole flow state. All right, let's get you back. We're working out or something like that. Yeah, something and just get active, moving. Something active. Yeah, you know, any if, sort of way. Yeah, even if you're walking half a mile or something, at least you're doing something. Exactly. Sitting down. Uh, but, I mean, that, you know, just talking about your business still, um, I know we talked about kids and, you know, professional athletes. Like, for your brand, like, who are you – who do you feel like your brand is more geared to? I, I think – I kind of hit on that i think you already answered it but i feel like your brand is more geared to like the common like common folk like yeah you know I mean? yeah it's a really good question actually because you know as i said i started it out as you know for athletes right so i can kind of provide value to them but as it's kind of evolved it's kind of taken its own course into any kind of fitness person mm -hmm. you know which is Honestly, something that I want, I don't want to provide value and like affect more people's lives in a positive sense right. than anything. So I don't really care who's it geared for, even <laughs> right. though my, you know, the business name is called Athletes Prehab. Right. It's kind of how it started, but uh, it's kind of taken on, you know, the thing of its own in a short amount of time, honestly, right. uh, where, you know, I'm starting to work with a lot other people. So right. your, a lot of your range has widened a lot more. I, like you said, like when you're younger, you're just geared toward. Yeah professional athletes but then you realize like damn like there's a lot more people who well yeah and I, I think it comes into a bunch of different things I know we're going to talk about this later but um you know for trainers there's a glorified sense uh, you know if you are working for or, or with professional athletes right. you become like a glorified you know trainer, trainer or on instagram or whatever you get the followers and stuff that's why everybody wants to do it right when in reality you know as a trainer you want to you know provide health to any to the whole world right and that's kind of where I wanted to go um, and like just affect so many people's lives so it doesn't I don't care who it is but is if I affect one person's life today that's better than affecting none yeah so I mean I guess it's a nice segue into our next my next question for you is like how did you get into the coaching and the rehab and the prehab type of business like what I know we went to, me and Gary went to high school together but when in high school did you decide, or maybe it wasn't even high school, maybe it was in college, you were just like, hey, look, I'm going to, you know, focus on fitness and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, it's been, 
you know, it's been a journey. I think right. for all of us, we have just different journeys. And some people figure it out quicker than others. I don't think I was one of those people. In high school, I was uh, kind of just getting through and stuff like <laughs> right. that, not knowing my purpose, not mm-hmm. knowing what I wanted to do. When people would ask me, I would kind of be like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know, I would say like business or something. Right. I want to major in business. Yeah, but just like that everybody common thing says that. everybody, yeah, like, oh, yeah, everybody majors in business. Everybody says that, right? And so I think one of the main thing that happened for me, and uh, it was a traumatic event in high school. It was my senior year, and I'll never forget because um, it lasted for a while. But my aunt su- suffered a severe stroke, mm-hmm. and she was paralyzed from the neck down. She lost all ability to talk, all ability to use uh, hands, legs, extremities, all of that. So uh, taking her into physical therapy for a while and really, you know, carrying her from, you know, or transporting her from wheelchair into the car, to right. car from the wheelchair, all of that, it made you kind of think about caring for people in a different sense right. than anything else. And, you know, being an athlete, um, you know, you want to do something physical. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I didn't want to be behind a desk right. for the rest of my life. So figuring, the, figuring those things out kind of as uh, the years went by and seeing, all right, what professions could I do standing up? What professions could I do involving moving sports around, or movement yeah. or f- working out, stuff right. like that. So, um, you know, I did uh, take a gap year. I actually decommitted from a school up in Pennsylvania. Um, my senior year of high school, which I was, you know, just about to go to, but my family needed me in Virginia to right. kind of help out with my aunt and stuff. And so I took uh, kind of two years on off, mm-hmm. um, not really two years off, but I went to junior college uh, kind of around and helped out around the family and right. stuff like that. And, uh, you know, looked around for more schools. I wanted to kind of go uh, D1 in lacrosse. So I was looking at some smaller D1 schools, but nothing really of too much interest. I know D1 was a Heck of a commitment, right? Something that, and we I didn't just know. talked about that too. Exactly, like off air. Exactly, and that. you know, once you reach out to people who who have played D one and they give you, you know, what it actually is, what it's about, um, it's going to be the key thing for me. That's why I didn't want to do it anymore. People right. were like, "It's too much of a job. You're not going to have any free that time." Is, yeah, that they is only, your job. They run yeah. your life. Uh, and so, right after that, I uh, found a school. One of my teammates went to. Marymount University, and I didn't even know where it was, Mm -hmm. but it was located in Arlington. I didn't even know where Arlington was, and I only lived about half hour south of there. Uh, And it was a small school. You you know, if you drive by, you're probably going to miss it half the time. So I looked into that, reached out to the coach, and said, hey, can you come catch one of my last games? Uh, It's at this local high school that we played at. And uh, he came, liked me, and, you know, started the recruiting process from there. And it's one of the best decisions I made because – they originally had a physical therapy program there, okay. which I was super interested in. I wanted to do physical therapy from taking my aunt into a Virginia Hospital Center, all of that, mm-hmm. seeing the progress she was making. And, uh, you know, they had a good PT department. So I, you know, set sights on that, committed there, went, you know, three years, graduated um, with a health sciences degree. So not in pre-physical therapy, but uh, went down into the health sciences realm uh, and then kind of went into the physical therapy profession after that. Not okay. as a physical therapist, but working as an exercise tech at first, kind of learning the ins and outs of you know, what to, yeah, what to, to do, do, what exercises, the progressions, the regressions, all of that, how to communicate with people, bedside manner, all of that. And after working there, that's where I found the biggest uh, thing. And just like I said for lacrosse, reaching out to the people who have played D1, 
even bigger than that, and I suggest like everybody does this, anybody who's younger, who's looking about, you know, what they want to do with the rest of their life, reach out to somebody who's been there. Right. Right. Learn from them. Learn from what they think, and you can take it with a grain of salt. You can accept the information or decline it. Right. Um, but I had multiple physical therapists saying, you know, it was they're still in debt. Right. They were at forty years old. They had to move to vacuum with their parents. Um, cost of living was too high in Virginia for the salary they were making. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a big thing for me. I was like, am I really going to spend this money? And at the time, you know, a lot of kids go into it thinking, all right, I'm going to just get loans. And you don't even see the money. No. That's the biggest you thing. Yeah, you, don't you don't see don't, the money. Yeah. That's for anything, too, yeah. for any kind of loan. You never see that money until... Uh, you just know it's paid for. Yeah, you know it's and paid I, for, yeah, but then... Oh, yeah, I'm good. Right. And then you got to flip that switch after saying, all right, uh, now interest is accumulating. Yeah, and I got to pay that shit gotta, off. I got to pay more off. Yeah. yeah, it's too tough. So yeah. I decided to look into different kind of... Um, niches within physical therapy or fitness industry, and I've kind of tapped into a lot of them. Right. But there was one uh, called medical exercise, and medical exercise dealt with um, clients or patients who were originally in physical therapy who were dealing with, you know, advanced conditions, whether they were muscular or you know, um, neurological stuff like that, where somebody who was trained, who was somebody who was smart enough to do it. Smarter than, you know, a fitness trainer, a regular fitness trainer right. to do. It was like their specialty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, had to, you had to specialize in it. Um, and I saw, you know, I thought, you know, people are going to need this in the future. Right. right. And for physical therapy, I worked in that clinic and it was almost like a mill clinic. So people were coming in, uh, you know, at all times of the day. And we were working with 30 minute uh, increments, but not really getting much done. So people were coming in multiple times a week, but not really seeing much progress. And that had a lot to deal with um, many things. You know, I, uh, I want to give a big shout out to um, Rehab to Perform up in Gaithersburg, Maryland. They have a bunch of different locations up there. Dr. Josh Funk, um, he's doing a really good job uh, like integrating uh, physical therapy into, into fitness. And all of his kind of physical therapists, too, are doing a very good job about uh, kind of segueing, you know, rehab into performance. That's mm-hmm. why it's called Rehab to Perform. They came up with a great name, too. Uh, but they're one of the only people or the only clinics to kind of do that so far and really running with it, who are able to kind of sustain, sustain it. it. Yeah, because yeah, it's really tough to do. Uh, a lot of those are cash practices, starting up with just one physical therapist. Um, you know, I know my friend, my friend Kat Powell, uh, she also has one. Uh, she's up in New York, but, you know, it's going to be tough to do, especially with these times, opening up a cash practice in you know, not many people coming in or wanting to pay an exorbitant amount no, of money no. when you're not, like, you don't deal with insurance right then or it's, you know, kind of funny. But, um, yeah, they're doing really good stuff right there, and that's kind of where I see the physical therapy um, profession going. Right. More towards that range, and if we can get more fitness coaches trained up the right way and for our profession to kind of be looking not as a joke, joke profession yeah. or anything like, like that. Like, oh, yeah, you're, you know. Where we PT, can provide yeah, value like, yeah. and, you know, somebody can come up to me and say, you know, hey, hey you this or yeah. you help me. Right. Yeah, and stuff like that. So I can kind of refer them into different directions, whether I can work with it's them or It's kind of like low-key. I, I kind of feel like it's like it's like an undervalued type of job. Like, it, 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 it it's kind of like hidden a little bit. Like, a lot of people, they know about it, but they just don't know how important 
it is. Yeah, and know? that's where you know we have to do a better job uh, as fitness trainers and right. coaches, all of that, about communicating our value. Like we can definitely help people because right. in physical therapy, honestly, you're only going to get a specific amount of visits, and if you overdo that, then they kind of kick you out, right? And then you're kind of left on your own. They give you some exercises, but those exercises only last so long. So we're the second step in that kind of health and fitness um, ladder, if you will, mm-hmm. you know. And again, we got to do a better job as a whole uh, profession about communicating our value. And once we do, that's where people will see how much value we can give them, how much we can help the world. Right. And, you know, you're doing good shit, bro, honestly. Uh, but I think you already hit on the next questions I was going to ask you. Like, you know, did anybody inspire you? Uh, we talked about your aunt, and, you know, I think that was your, you know, m- you know, like your realization. Like, hey, I like doing this. Like, I want to help people out. You know, this is the kind of thing I want to do. So, but, no, thank you for knocking out. You knocked out two birds with one stone on that yeah. question. Well, um, I can even go into that. I can even go into that, too, because uh, I think a lot of times, you know, I don't want to like glorify myself right now, nah, but hey, bro, but this I feel is like time. Sean, bro. I feel like I'm, you know, not one of the first, but you know, in reality, I mean, the fitness profession is fairly new, so I feel like I am actually one of the first who is kind of integrating. You know, I'm a, I have a corrective exercise specialist certification right. and stuff, so I'm working more in depth than just the fitness and how to, to kind of take care of people, working, um, you know, more with getting people out of pain than anything, and. There's not many people who have done it before other than, you know, physical therapists. Mm. So I think a couple of different physical therapists have kind of uh, helped me along the way. Uh, you know, obviously, Dr. Kelly Storette um, wrote a couple good books. Uh, guy over at Smashworks, always creating some, you know, funny little YouTube videos, too, that I, you know, like to watch and like to go over just to kind of learn some ins and outs. Right. Um, about that and also how to stay personal with people with good bedside manner and then uh fitness coaches too like dean somerset uh he works uh, i believe up in canada but he's one of the first to kind of integrate that corrective exercise specialist or corrective exercise whole thing um in us kind of transitioning or referring from physical therapy to uh, a good trainer or Mm -hmm. a trainer to a physical therapist that kind of relationship is super important so so we're going to change gears a little bit, shift it a little bit. We're going to jump into this whole uh, pandemic type of thing. Let's do it. And, uh, you know, this whole working out from home and, you know, people doing this and that. Um, personally, how has the pandemic changed the concept of working out? That's a really, really good question. It's been eye-opening. Right. I think eye-opening is... Uh, what is that one word or two? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like yeah. maybe hyphenated. I don't even know. But um, but those that's the word to really describe it um, because the fitness industry was kind of stagnant before mm-hmm. that. You know, there was multiple different things to do. Um, but I think people are now thinking of different ways to go about it right. in a smarter sense uh, as well. You know, not kind of closing the door on different opportunities. Right. So the whole virtual thing, I know. Uh, I'm not sure if you're gonna ask me this later, nah, but like nah, Peloton and well, yeah, yeah, yeah I was gonna get into that, yeah, and stuff. They are doing an excellent job about, you know, they had to expand rapidly. Right. They were, you know, a couple months back, they were only doing, you know, cycle and right. stuff, but now they have gotten into every different category. Right. They've even integrated yoga, which I think, you know, it sucks for me for somebody who's 
uh, a fitness trainer who needs people to come in to right. a space, um, which I do think is very valuable. But uh, it also provides value to people who are hesitant at this time to come into a space. And I think it's going to last longer. And from somebody who wants to make a difference in everybody's life and for everybody to be healthier, uh, I can't really, you know. Right. So there's negative and positive effects of, yeah. you know, that whole, you know, transition of working out from home and, you know, just, i.e., you, you know, they could not be working. You know what I mean? And they don't want to spend money on, I don't know how much a Peloton costs, but, you know, I'm, I know it costs money, money. You don't want to drop all that money. So you might have to revert to online, free Zoom, 45-minute yeah. workouts from home. And, you know, some people just, you know, rather have free than pay for. Exactly. So, I mean, people have invested significantly in, uh, you know, home gym equipment, right. barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, uh, you know, resistance bands, all of that. And uh, I think, you know, I created or I have this product that I sell. It's called the Vault Pro. It comes with kind of everything in it. Uh, it's a foam roller on the outside, so you can use it as a foam roller. It comes with a stretch strap, a peanut mobility ball, and also resistance bands, so mini bands. Uh, and I also do sell long monster bands, too, or super bands, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but those are going to be the, you know, the biggest things that people can use, the most versatile items. Right. Uh, I would say, you know, as well as a barbell and a kettlebell, uh, that you can do. Yeah, because I'm not gonna lie, I even looked online, like, you know, I brought I bought the Vault Pro yeah. from you and everything, but you know, just looking at I was just like, Oh, I'm curious to see like what's out there. Like what can I buy as far as like working out? Because I know I'm working out from home. Yeah. And there was nothing out there. It was crazy, nothing right? Nothing out there. Like Craigslist was crazy charging. Mm -hmm. You know, for somebody like, Oh yeah, I'll give you you know, I want six hundred dollars for two sets of dumbbells. Two, like, come on, man, like that's yeah. ridiculous. Um, but I, I think that's another negative effect, you know, in the whole sense of. Right, but let's talk about the positive though, right. because the positive thing is people were looking online for, you know, different workouts that really challenged them in they different ways. They wanted to work out. They wanted, they wanted to, work to work out, out. Right? right? Which was the best part, uh, especially at the start of quarantine when, you know, we're all were kind of like locked inside. Even parks were closed, which was crazy. I think that was a terrible idea um, because it was still fairly sunny out and I think people really needed the sunlight so we didn't get crazy, crazy. which we uh, ended up doing anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, true. so people needed versatile items uh, that they could quickly get out, quickly store, and a lot of times that wasn't a barbell, and so I thought there was a, you know, a need for it, and from right. working in physical therapy, all of that, people, you know, we used stretch straps every day uh, for different injuries, all of that, we used uh, mobility balls, like lacrosse balls, peanuts, all of that, to, uh, you know, loosen up some of the muscles, and then mini bands, obviously, to activate, right. uh, and I think mini bands are probably the most versatile item that you can oh, kind of yeah. have. And, you know, combined with a stretch strap, I've come up with a bunch of different, you know, exercises. I think I got a couple hundred of them mm -hmm. or thousands of them uh, on, up on YouTube now that you can kind of look into. I'm on some of them, too. Exactly. So, right. so shout, out, shout out to my man, DG, yeah. for hopping into them, helping me out. That was, man, how many months ago? Was that, like, That was, like, March, during the pandemic. March, April. That was March, April. Like, April yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was crazy. But, yeah, it was cold out there, and we, uh, we got done. Yeah. Um, so let me just ask you a simple question. Yeah. Is traditional gyms ever going to be the same? Mm. What, are you t what are you talking about for traditional? Like Planet Fitness, uh, 
LA Fitness, like, you know, your regular subscription gyms, you go in, they got like 50 treadmills, they got all the dumbbells. What do you mean the same now? Well, with the whole pandemic thing going on, like, you know, because some people are hesitant of going in and, you know, some people may be like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the pandemic might be over or the numbers are rising. Shit, they might even close down again, like with the numbers rising right now during the wintertime. But do you think the gyms, those kind of gyms will ever be able to bounce back? I know they're like mega corporations, but they're taking a hard hit right now. And that's what I see, you know, as a small business owner too, but I, I honestly don't even own a space. Uh, so a retail space, those are the most expensive. Uh, and some, something like LA Fitness or Planet Fitness, who is in that retail mm-hmm. space with a lot of different space in there and a lot of overhead, is going to be tough to kind of maintain, especially right. with people, you know, bowing out of it. And I really, I really see, you know, I've already seen a number of gyms close down and I don't want to see any more. So, but I want to provide the truth to people. Um, and, but this is kind of coming back to, you know, I do listen to Gary Vee sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he's got some future looking, uh, you know, outlooks on things, right. which I really like because, you know, once you start to like plan for things, you, then you can um, really set sail on what those goals are and what you can kind of provide. And he said something about, you know, the retail space. And it doesn't even, not even talking about gyms, right. but the retail space to get people into an Old Navy or a Target, or not even a Target, but an Old Navy, American Eagle, or uh, some type of store you see in the mall, they're going to have to provide an experience, a right. different experience. Something that draws you in. Something that draws you in. And it's got to be way over the top yeah. to get you in there, right? So the gyms probably have to do that same exact thing. You know, a lot of people have gone on to Peloton. Once you buy that Peloton, you get a subscription and all of that, mm-hmm. and you're knocking it out. And I think a lot of people are going to stick with that for a while. Okay. But uh, Peloton can only, you know, go so far. There are, uh, you know, in the fitness industry, for anybody who's listening, who, you know, is into this fitness industry, uh, there are fads, and they kind of ebb and flow. And some might be successful for uh, five years. Some might be successful for three years. But then they come crashing down in that end. And I think, uh, you know, the big box gyms have seen a hit in recent years from the likes of CrossFit gyms, Orange Theories, uh, Burn Boot Camps, uh, different ones, just like that Berries, Soul Cycle, all of those. Right. Uh, those kind of... Well, we're not going to talk about Soul Cycle. <laughs> those they got, studio they got ones, caught up know. with uh, <laughs> They got caught up with uh, sleeping with some of their clientels. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah, all right, we'll get personal. We'll go personal real quick since we're (laughs) sipping on stuff. Um, Yeah, in the fitness industry, like, people are like that, and it's it's, uh, disheartening to see, but, you know, it's, I know SoulCycle is like, hey, what the heck, what the heck's going on, because... You know, you guys are doing it over there. You right. guys are doing it over there. Nope, Everybody's doing it. Calls out. Yeah. It calls out, right? So, uh, yeah, it's one of those unfortunate things. But, you know, people got to be aware it happens in, you know, workplaces all over. Right. So, I mean, just, you know, be safe and yeah. all that. Yeah, be smart. Too. Yeah, be smart. Uh, so we talked about Peloton, you know, briefly and everything. Uh, you know, with these... Everybody working from home and working out from home via Peloton, via the, I don't know the proper name for it, but you know, the mirror thing, like you can, there's a virtual partner with you working out. You can work out with your, your friend who has the same kind of equipment as you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that is just become, well, I'm going to tell you now, I just think that's popular now because via we're shut down and yeah. like people can't do anything. 
But do you think that is going to be able to continue on and sustain, you know, five, six years? I mean, I know you mentioned it before, you know, it could be like a fad and be like, oh, yeah, like this is hit now. And then like six years from now, it's just like dead off because something new might pop up. So do you think those types of uh, platforms and equipment, you know, personnel are going to be able to like longevity type of thing? Yeah, I actually do. I think there's going to be uh, a need for it. And there's, you know, different people that are popping up uh, and kind of thinking about things right now, too, which I think is one of the best things uh, from the pandemic, that mm-hmm. we have to get creative. If we want more people working out, staying healthy, really working on their body, we got to come up with creative ways to kind of involve everybody in there, more people at least. Right. So some people are going to want virtual. Some people are, need a space to work out, and it can't be their house, it can't be their apartment because they don't want yeah, to do some it. Some people, it's like their own sanction. Like, let me go to the actual right. gym and like, this is my bubble. Exactly. Like, I'm I don't have to, to be like, around I don't have to my be my spouse or something. Or kids. The kids running in, like interrupting your workout. Yep. yep. So it's, uh, I think the longevity is going to be there, especially in that virtual sense. Uh, you know, honestly, I don't own a Peloton. I've mm-hmm. seen a couple classes and whatever, but, uh, you know, keeping the members or the clients uh, interested and is something, too, yeah, yeah. But I think they're going to do a good job about that. I, I'm not sure how long the average client will stick with them. That's something I really want to see. Right. Uh, I think for MySpace too, because I believe you know it. I think when somebody meets me, it's uh, much much different than seeing me either over virtual or me training them, whatever. So I want to really interact. Yeah. With the and then I, I mean, I've never worked out on a Peloton. I've never worked out using the virtual fitness type of things or you know the mirror things. But are those pre-recorded or are those like so that's like, an interesting actual part. like. Because I know they say they have live stats of other people, but that could a person could have been working out like six days ago and show their, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I think they're actually live. Okay. I think they're actually live, which is okay. a super neat kind of thing. And I think, uh, you know, if I was to do something, if I had the money to do something and the time and all of that, right. I would create that same kind of concept in a different space. Right. So if somebody's listening to this thinking, hey, what can I do to be different? Mm-hmm. This is the advice that I'll give you. It's something that you can kind of latch onto from a dis- different business, but then make it into uh, or kind of put your own spin on it. Right. Right. So that kind of challenge board or tracker, people want to see live stats. Right. Just like we see on sports, uh, you know, it's much different when you watch a sport that's recorded mm-hmm. compared to something, something that's, that's live, live. and you're, yeah. you are blown away by Because you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Which yeah. is the best part about right. it. Right. And for the challenge tracker or whatever through, uh, Peloton, somebody can you know see. Oh, I need to go harder right now. Right. I need to go harder, which is cool because right. people want to be challenged. People always want to be challenged, saying, "I can do more. I can do more," and that's something that you know I want to provide people too. I think people uh, people are strong. Yeah, people deserve that as well. Yeah. Um, so working out from home, talking about Peloton, talking about your business. Um, what it, for you during out during this whole pandemic time? What is the biggest mistake that you see when people are working out virtually or, you know, from home in type of sense? Uh, mistake. Mistake. Um, you know, I, again, my whole thing is if people are working out, good. Right. That's what I want, right? So I think the biggest mistake is not really committing, mm-hmm. not committing to something. And uh, if it's virtual, something like that, really commit into it. You know, you got to 
whether you're hitting a couple days a week, you know, stay consistent with it. If it's Peloton, a couple days a week. Um, whatever it is, just stay consistent because uh, that's the hardest part. When you, you know, book a class or book a camp or something like that, there's a sense in your brain saying, I have to be at a certain place. When you're at home, you never really have to be at that certain place. You can just hop on kind of whenever, right. obviously, and it gets different. So uh, that's one of the biggest mistakes I see from people. And, you know, I, I want people to kind of commit uh, in different senses, too, for, you know, whether it be Peloton or virtual workouts. Find a coach if you don't have one. If you're doing things on your own, find somebody who can help you, who go, will keep you accountable. Yeah. Or a partner. Yeah, yeah or a partner. Part, yeah. Partner, too, yeah. right? Find people who are going to challenge you uh, in different workouts and really take you to that next level, really get you back on track or get you healthier than you've ever been before. All right. Well, I, I guess since uh, you answered my other question, the best advice that you can give people about working out, you know, why is it important, you know? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> movement is medicine. That's something I want to really convey to people, right? And it's the same thing. It brings me back to step one where we talked about my aunt, you know, taking her into physical therapy. Mm -hmm. her, the movement, her moving was her medicine, right. right? How she could get better. And it's the same thing for a lot of people who are just sedentary, who are sitting at a desk for eight to 10 hours a day and then sitting on the couch right then. Your body's going to deteriorate. Right. And you're not going to be able to fight off or fend off any kind of virus. Virus. Virus, if that's a key <laughs> word. Disease. Uh, any kind of sickness that your body, you know, brings it in. And this is a whole thing that from the pandemic when people are like, your immunity, immunity, immunity. How do you build your immunity? You got to be strong. You got to be healthy. You got to put the right things in your body. There's a lot of things that go into it. And it's not just sitting on your ass and, you know, taking in food endless hours of the day without moving. Right. You have to move. And if you're at a desk saying, I'm in pain, all my back hurts, all of that, get somebody who can help get out of pain. Right. Damn, that was deep, bro. You're going ham a little bit. You're going ham a little bit. Uh, well, let's go ham on the next question. Let's go. Uh, what annoys you the most about people who claim they are trainers? I'm talking about the IE social media fakes because there are there they are there are some people out there claiming like, oh yeah, if you do this to your body, you do this. This is a workout. This is the da 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 da. Like yeah, trust me, I'm social media influencer. You know, I train X, Y, and Z, so I know everything. Like, how do you feel about people who post content that are, that's incorrect, th that you know is incorrect, but people are still feeding into that mantra of like, oh, yeah, this is the right thing to do. Let me yeah. do it. Yeah, I think there's a big difference. And I said it before uh, that pro trainers or, you know, people who train pro athletes who might not be, Pro trainers or mm -hmm. actual trainers, maybe just family friends or something like that, really don't have the best sense about it. But again, I'm not going to throw them severely under the bus because they're still helping people. Um, but there are, you know, some better ways to do things. There are better ways to do things, and some of the things that I see on there um, are just a little bit too much at some points, and they're strictly just for Instagram, strictly just for the Facebook likes the viral kind of nature of it. Right. Uh, and that's where it really, you know, it sends us, it's a vicious circle because it sends the fitness profession into this, you know, decline of people. Now kids are going to be trying that, which is, you know, maybe it's incorrect form or they're going too heavy with weights or something like that. Or even if it's just a stupid exercise, right. but people are going to try that and they're going to get hurt or injured or something like that. So uh, providing a why into why you're doing that exercise and, 
you know, what muscles it helps, uh, why are you doing it? And that is the biggest key for, you know, the influencers or the Instagram people who really want to, or even TikTok now, right. who are now kind of taking their game to the next level with, uh, you know, social media. Well, I'm like, I know I have a next question for you, but I'm going to ask, we talked, we touched on like the whole social media thing. Um, how do you feel about, I know I sent you a couple videos of, on IG about eight-year-olds just powerlifting. I don't know how much they're powerlifting or how much they're squatting. Like, how do you feel about that? Like, when you see that type of thing, like, what it is it, does it like, like, why are they doing this? Like, is it, you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's like a six-year-old, eight-year-old, ten-year-old, like, doing this, like, you know what I mean? Like, how, do, how does that make you feel, like, in general? Yeah, I think there's good and bad to it, right? Uh, I don't know if I really caught the videos, but right. I definitely have seen some younger kids doing some power lifts and stuff like that. Uh, from working with kids before, too, um, maybe this is unpopular and maybe not, but uh, in my professional opinion, I mean, it's one of those things where if a kid is jumping, if a kid is running, uh, we have to be strong enough for that, right? Right. So if they're lifting things, I try to challenge kids into doing, you know, some complex motions or movements um, that include some jumping, some running, even including some load into it, right? So squats, they're going to have to squat a lot of times. And I remember as a kid, I would have to do, um, or I would put myself through kind of crazy stuff, whether mm -hmm. it's jumping fences or picking something up that was way too heavy for me. Right. But it was still training for that. And if I was going to try it at that point, why not try with good form when I'm training in the gym or something? Mm -hmm. And if I, knew that, if I knew that at a younger age, I feel like I'd be um, much better, much stronger, and uh, a little bit smarter, too. <laughs> nah, bro. You're smart. You're smart. We'll see. But not, not as a kid. Not nah, as a kid. Well, I, would, yeah. I would do we, some dumb yeah. stuff. I think well, that's how we grow up, bro. Um, so I guess just moving on... Uh, what is your next major step for your uh, your company, Athletes Prehab? Yeah, so this year's been uh, crazy. There's been a lot of stuff going on. You know, formally uh, built this business, um, created, you know, products. Now I have, you know, apparel too. I have different lines of products, but I think the next step is, you know, I even work with teams, but um, now maybe creating a different product or adding something in different variations into it uh, to where it makes it more accessible um, for different people and different groups. So uh, keep a lookout on that. You know, I do have some things in the works, but it's going to take some time. Uh, definitely have been you know blown away with all the love and support from oh, yeah, all my friends, sure. uh, family members, even business owners, gyms who have been reaching out saying, Hey, love your stuff. Uh, thanks for putting it out there. Thanks for, it's really like because it's unique bro yeah. it's unique it's it's something that people i need you know <laughs> it's 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 nothing like oh yeah let me just go to the let me buy some dumbbells like it's not that your product is look this is the vault pro it comes with this it comes with that you can see my social media i post videos using my own product and how to use it cuz a lot of people you know go out here they produce a product but they don't show how to use their own product and i think that's a little disheartening you know especially when you buy like oh wow i got this like i don't know how to use it like what do i do like what other certain uh, exercises and stuff like that i could do but but you physically show it like you pump out content you're always active just like hey do this do this here's a quick little tip here's another little side bit you know yeah. so yeah life is getting uh has gotten kind of busy 
so far uh, with all that content and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, but things have uh, really been set into place. And, you know, I'm just trying to help out where I can for people who really want to do that and really want to be there. Right. Uh, and if they are, then I definitely want to help them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so where do you see yourself in athletes prehab within the year, in the next year and the year after that? Within the next two years, I guess we would say. Uh, where do I see myself in it? Um, in the next, I'm going to set my goals kind of high, I guess, at this point. Uh, I'm going to see... Uh, athletes prehab kind of war taking on a few different coaches really shaping them and molding them into helping the next generation of athlete mm -hmm. uh, but not only athletes into specific populations too whether it's runners swimmers people who are a little bit older who aren't really thinking themselves as an athlete but people who you know train for triathlons or train for marathons and want to stay healthy and want to be challenged through their workouts which they're not getting from you know, a big box gym or something right. where they just go run on a treadmill, but they're doing things the right way. Uh, so really taking on a couple of different trainers and really showing them the way into how to, um, you know, really start to train people the right way and the athletes prehab way. Now, are you uh, currently partnering, partnering with anybody with your, you know, with your business? Like, are So you I've got some uh, affiliates, affiliates in, uh, who have, you know, kind of, been backbone for my, my supporters and stuff uh, who really love the vault, who really love Athletes Prehab. Um, big shout out to, you know, Dr. Cat Pal up in New York. Uh, shout out to my guy, Brother Ferris uh, on Instagram. Tons of followers, elite athlete, pumps out a ton of content. Shout out to Sparta X um, Fitness, one of my guys. Philip has been there since, you know, basically the beginning of Athletes Prehab. He's one of uh, the main guys who really, really helped me, and I, you know, I'll be forever in debt to him. Um, shout out to Kyle Carter, Carter Performance. Um, always, you know, he's been a great guy too. You know, we worked together um, at a previous business, and he, you know, he and I have really kind of linked up and talked about different ways we can kind of integrate the younger generation, really molding. He works with football athletes, so football athletes or even different athletes right. too. You know, if uh, you know, we're really trying to get on the right track and. Those guys, uh, all of them have been significant helps for me, and I uh, again, I'll be a forever in debt to them. No, no, good shit though, good shit. Um, I guess what my last question for you would be, uh, and I know you, I think you touched on it a little bit uh, before in the beginning. Uh, any advice? Any you know? Would you give anybody any advice? Like, what's your advice for people, you know, looking into this profession or maybe looking to their own start their own fitness? journey and their whole content of fitness type of thing like what would your personal advice be for them you know, well i mean it's been uh i mean it's been kind of crazy uh for a while um about you know what my advice would be because i still feel like, like i'm fairly new into things right but you know i guess my advice would be to people is learn as much as you can um from the right people and uh from then you know, really think about things, do your own research, uh, and then things will kind of fall into place after that, right? Do your own research, shape your own kind of mindset, because this fitness industry, we're ever evolving, and we need more people now than ever to kind of test things, to um, really expand our boundaries of, you know, what, or what we think is right, what we think is wrong. You know, it can be kind of different on some uh, different aspects, but this will kind of apply to mul multiple different things where, you know, a lot of times 
whether it's on uh, you know TV or something like that, you might see t- something that you think is right, but right. you really have to do your own research, research and, and that, figure so. out for yourself. Yeah. So that's what I really my advice to kind of everybody, right? Do your own research before making decisions. Uh, and if you're really looking about getting into the fitness industry, you got to train people. Uh, you got to work with people because more than half of training is really being being able to connect with somebody, right? Shit. Being able to connect with somebody. If you can't do that, you don't mean squat, all right? I don't even want to, you know, I don't want you working with many people if you re- can't really connect to them. Right. Because they're not going to want to stay with you more than about three days. Then you're done. Yep, and then they'll move on to the next one. Oh, nope. They won't move on to the next one. A lot of times, they'll just be like, there's no other good trainer out there. Right. And they'll and just give up, maybe. They'll give up. They'll just give up. Exactly. Yeah. That's something we can't have. It's like a bad experience. Like, oh, I had a bad experience with a, a trainer. Exactly. I don't want to do this shit again. Not going back. Yeah. I'm People not... have one bad experience, and they're not going back, right. which we can't have. So if trainers are listening to this, get your shit together. Okay? Right. We're be going, positive. Right. We're going together as a whole like industry, and we need everybody's help. Everybody yeah. be on the same Working page. Working together on the same page. Yeah, Working exactly. together. Yeah. You know? But... No, thank you, though, for this beautiful interview that beautiful. we just did. Beautiful, baby. Beautiful. Um, a lot of great information. Please make sure that you go follow my boy, Garrett. Uh, but we are going to move on to our next segment. Uh, it's a little yeah. rap- rapid-fire questions for you. All right, let's go. I had a, I'm not going to lie. I had a list for you already pre-written out, but I forgot to send it to my email. Nah. So I'm just going to pull shit hey, up. Hey, this I'll is rapid fire. Pull man. shit up this off the internet. Yep. So Hit first me. question is, what color, what color is your toothbrush? Right now, purple. All right. If you could be any animal right now, what would it be? Chameleon. All right. Well, who do you admire the most? My mom. Uh, what is your favorite summer activity? Going to the beach. All right. My bad. Uh, you're good, bro. I forgot rapid fire. Yeah. I just my if you could be any flavor of ice cream, what would you be and why? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, um, I'm going to say uh, pralines and cream. All right. So it's got, the, it's got some good stuff. It's, uh, it's creamy, it is, but it also has this like crunch because from the pralines, mm-hmm. right? The pralines are a little sweet in there. So a little mix of kind of everything. You got soft, you got sweet, um, you got a little salty in there too, right? So a little mix of everything. So you, just the whole, you, you got the whole, uh, the, uh, you know, flavor joint going on. All the flavors, All right? The flavor so yeah. uh, what is your favorite cartoon character and why? Ooh, cartoons. I'm going to say, uh, who's that guy from Rocket Power Auto? Auto, would you be that cartoon character Heck for life? Heck no, no. Who, what cartoon character would you be for life? For life. For life? For life. All right. Uh, I'm going kind of mind blank right now, but I'm going to say uh, Jimmy Neutron because he can, like, yeah, change the world, kind of. Yeah, he he's smart world, as shit, too. So I'm like, that's all I want to do. I just want to change the world. All right. Are you a morning person or a night person? I turned into a morning person lately. Now I've got to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to kind of go to the gym, open it up, but I used to <laughs> yeah. be a night person. I'm not going to lie. But now yeah. I love the mornings. Yeah, waking my ass up to go work out. That's Which right. I'm not complaining that's about, right. but, you know, I'm used to that shit. Uh, the strangest, strangest thing you've ever eaten? Mmm. I'm going to have to say, I guess, just by name alone, I've eaten gator. Okay. Fried or? Fried. Fried. Yeah, it was All good. Right, it yeah. was good. If you're looking, you know, try gator out, it's good. Uh, describe yourself in three words. Mm. 
Charismatic, energetic, and uh, let's say passionate. All right. If you could trade live with anyone for the day, who would it be? Trade life. Live. For one day, who would it be? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to have to say. I already know my answer. Do you? Yeah, Drake. Oh, Drake. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, man, if it didn't really come down to it, but, uh, man, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'd say, like, someone like uh, Tom Brady or something. Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, what celebrity annoys you the most? Shoot. Oh, a bunch of them. Kim Kardashian. Kim, yeah. I, or the Kardashians. The Kardashians. I, I don't even think Kardashians Kim. I don't even think Kim. I think the other Kardashians know me more. Okay. Especially like Half her the mom. family. Her mom. Like all that. I hate her mom. All right. Sorry. But yeah. Last question is, uh, let me just get this joint right here. Um, mm. I don't know. I like that question. I'm telling y'all, I had a whole list ready for me. Man, this is good rapid it. fire, though. I, I haven't been prepared for this, so you know I'm just blurting uh, them out. Okay, here we go. Last question. What have you done that you are most proud of? Change lives. Change lives. Change lives. Uh, yeah, that was the biggest thing. That's a know? great That's a great thing. Change lives. That's the biggest thing, you know, in the world. That's what everybody should be, like, you know, going to work for is changing, you know, their life, their family's life, anybody, if you can, you know, really change somebody else's life and somebody tells you that, it's the best feeling you will ever have. If somebody says, you have changed my life, you'll never forget it. All right. So we're going to move on to my next favorite game, ATI, Answer the Internet. All right, I haven't played this before, y'all, but I've heard it on the podcast. Yes. Before, there's been some interesting questions on it. I'm going to try to been, keep it non-raunchy. Man, he like... First of all, one time he brought me into like kidnapping somebody or like killing somebody with you him. You know, and I was honestly, like, whoa, that was one of the, what happened. That was one of the questions that just. I was like, did I just get, did I just catch a charge or what? <laughs> all right. The first question for ATI answered the internet. If you had a lip tattoo, what would it say? Inside lip or yeah, outside in, lip? Inside, like you flip it over on oh your lip. Gosh. Like, what would you have it say? What? Oh, I, I, why do people get tattoos anyway? I don't have any tattoos, so. Well, I got a couple. Yeah, but why? Like, is this well, mean mine something are, to you? Mine are, yeah, mine are, they mean something. Yeah, to me. all right, yeah. but what would, I don't even know what it would mean to me. I mean, it would just be something stupid, I guess. I think yours would be something on the line with athletes prehab, like your motto or whatever. <laughs> you know, get your motto quoted inside your mouth. So if somebody's talking shit, be like, look, man. Flip it I'm over. with the click. I'm yeah. with the athletes yeah, pretty high click. Nope. You can get AP. Yeah, you know me. You get AP. Yeah, I know me. <laughs> you can get AP. Um, but Rub I the think, set. Rub the set. Yeah, I think you should get AP uh, written inside your lip. All honestly. right. Hey, if somebody's listening to this, comment down below thinking, all right, should I get a lip tattoo or not? And should it say AP or somebody else? Yeah, please do. Let's uh, go. Next question. Uh, would you rather wear cargo shorts ever again? Or <laughs> My bad. I fucked up that question. Would you rather wear cargo shorts every day or no socks ever? Oh, cargo shorts. Oh, no socks. Anybody. Ugh, that's the worst yeah, kind of feeling. Dirty feet. Ew, a sweaty feet, too. All I got right. some nasty Next, feet. I th I, yeah, I think I'll have to. Yeah, cargo, cargo shorts for me. Uh, would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, one duck size, 
One duck sized horse. One duck sized horse. Yeah. Okay. I think I did do the same. Take out the legs, do something. All right. Yeah. They can gang up on you. I saw. I seen like Matrix and all that. All yeah. right. Yeah. But I'm not oh, as talented no, as Neo. Yeah. That shit is crazy as well. Yeah. Shout out the Matrix too. Good. Good. Good movie. Movies. Good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Movies. Trilogies. Yeah. Uh, but things. no, I I think that's all the I'll questions I more. have. Give me something. I mean, I can only do. Let's so talk much. some more. I can only do so much. Let's talk some more. Uh, would you rather? Something. We just chat. Would you rather lost all the women or all sports? Whoa, whoa, whoa. repeat that. Would you rather lose all women or all sports? Whoa. <laughs> what does <laughs> all women mean? Like every woman on the bit. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'll lose all sports. All, yeah. all right. No, no. Women, We're losing all the sports. No, no women on this earth, or would you rather lose all sports? I think I have to agree with that. I'd rather lose all sports. Fuck Definitely. Yeah. If there's no females in this world, then this shit's going crazy. So, it's uh, interesting. <laughs> uh, so let's let's answer another question. You go to your girlfriend's house and meet her father for the first time. He hands you the ox cord. What is the first song you play? Ooh. Dunder Mifflin soundtrack from The Office. <laughs> yep. Na, 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 na. As my girlfriend, yeah. if my girlfriend listens to this while she's eating a crap ton of chips in the background, you yeah. can, we can actually hear you. We can actually hear it. <laughs> 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 and there you go. Okay. Oh, that here's, was a big. That was a big here, one. Here's an inappropriate. Here's an inappropriate question, Vic. You can stay for this one. Would you rather? Would you rather your girlfriend get a notification every time you watch porn with a description, or a notification uh, where you are at all times, all times? In all the right, back, even right. in the house. All right, hold on. Can you repeat that one more time? One more time. One more time. One more time. Repeat it. Repeat it. <laughs> Would for you me. rather your girlfriend get a notification every time you watch porn with a description or a notification of where you were at all times? Uh, notification of where you're at all times. Nope. Oh, of the other. Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree on that one. <laughs> I'm not. When, yeah, Why don't you want me to know where you are? <laughs> Even in the house, though, the notification is in the house. For what? Living room, bathroom, kitchen? Who cares? That's a lot of notifications going to your phone. That's yeah, that exactly. That would be annoying. Yeah. yeah. See? I'm saving you. I'm See? saving you, girl. See? Saving you. Uh, She's about to pop this. It's about to be loud as a... Okay. Popping bottles in the background. What's that song again? How you sing it? Popping champagne. Yeah. Um, pop champagne like a championship game. Yeah, we ain't got that. Uh, how many rats uh, How many rats would it take to overwhelm and kill you in a fight? New York-sized rats. Oh, my God. Man, I'm thinking about two. <laughs> about two of them. Two of them bad boys. Damn. Um, yeah, I, I don't shit, bro. Rats? I don't know. That's disgusting as fuck, though. Like, trying to kill you? Trying Bro, to kill I you? I don't mess with no rats. Uh-uh. I seen, like, when I was in Tampa, uh, they had, like, possums and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And I, damn, I said, Am I going to curse on here, too? You can, we can hear you, too. You can curse. 
Um, but no, like I saw this like possum just chilling in the garbage cans, like 95 degrees outside or something. And this dude was sweating, like huffing in the trash can, sitting like he got a beer belly. And I was like, damn, it's a big ass possum. This is how Florida does it. Like two of those bad boys, I'd be in the dumpster, like they'd be on the outside cornering me and I'd be like out of it. They won, they won the fight. Yeah. They won the fight. Damn. That, I, I think I've only encountered one possum. One. And that's it. And it was during the dark nighttime. And that shit freaked me the fuck out. Hell and I yeah. ran. I ran. I Hell was like, yeah. no, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with this. All right. Last <laughs> question for ATI. Which fictional character would you love to beat the shit out of? And I, I know I asked this question on... Uh, fictional character. Yeah. I know I asked that question on the other episode, last episode. Um, but which fictional character would you love to beat the shit out of? And if those of you who know, who, if you listened to the last episode, fictional character is made up. All right, Jar Jar Binks, Star Wars. Damn, bro, that's like the most obvious. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks, I hate that dude. He literally put those boys through hell. And yeah, I just hated him. Damn, Jar Jar Binks. I think Mikey, I can't remember what Mikey said, but he had a very good uh, answer uh, to that. Jar Jar. Um, so do you have any last words before we sign off, Gary? This is your this is your floor. You know, this is your time to speak your speak what you need to say. Yeah, I just wanted to give a big shout out to you for obviously coming down here, visiting me, and obviously to bringing all of your gear down here too. Um, not easy to do, and but I appreciate you doing it. I appreciate the interview as well. It was well conducted. It was, you know, I'm super thankful for, for you that you're, you know, really doing your thing on here and really, you know, giving the people what they want. Um, and also, you know, interviewing me. I think that's, that's huge that we're uh, kind of on this thing and almost like creating uh, our own stations now. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the radio sense yeah. where people just don't want to listen to, you know, the same people over and over, but people want to branch out into something that's new, something that's fresh. And like we were talking about earlier, you know, where you can kind of see this thing going and people who are interested in you, people who are interested in your value, and that's where we see it taking off. So, yeah. um, and I, and on top of that, I just want to shout out to all the listeners as well. Uh, I even showed Garrett our numbers and, you know, it's, Far more than what it was last year when we first started this thing off. A lot of more international listeners and everything like that. Big shout out to them. You yep. know, you know, I don't, I never expected that honestly. So, but no, thank you honestly for jumping on here. It was an honor. I know we talked about doing this interview thing for a while, and now we finally made it happen. So hopefully this time next year, uh, you know. We'll do another follow-up interview, and you could be telling me, "Oh yeah, I just signed a gig with Nike." You know they, hey, they yeah. bought, you know they, you know. Oh shit! Whoa. I got too close to the mic. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. We got we got too excited there. All right, but anyway, yeah. So uh, for I guess my excited. last words, um, <laughs> you know, for table four listeners, if you're anywhere in the world, I'm gonna provide you guys some value too. Uh, I'll do a little coupon code on my Athletes Prehab website. If you guys are looking into buying anything, you got 30% off for table for four listeners, all right? Ooh. Type on coupon code T4F, T4F at checkout. Get you guys hooked up, all right? Get you guys feeling healthy, and hopefully we'll be uh, conducting this interview again soon. Oh, yeah. And to do a final send-off, I'll have the little uh, motivational quote and the quote of the day. 
Uh, and I think we're just, I think the whole mentality that we're talking about is just do it pretty much like be active, you know, get out of that mentality of, you know, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. I'm getting too comfortable. Um, and the quote comes from Walt Disney of all people. Uh, the quote is the best way to get started is to, is to quit talking and begin doing. That's right. Actually, you know, I know we don't really want to spend too long on this, but you know, my dad told me from a young age, he, uh, he always just said some like dad stuff. And right. He was kind of one of those guys. Dad's got the best quote. Bro. He does. He's like, you know what? You know what? Uh, you think I'm from Missouri or something like that? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, Missouri. It's the it's the show me state, right? You gonna tell me or you're gonna show me you can do these things? I was like, yeah, I'm gonna score this many goals or I'm gonna do this much, this thing on my test or whatever. He's like, don't talk about it. Be, be about, about it. it you yeah. know? And that's the biggest thing for everybody. Put your money where your mouth is. Whatever. Yeah. If you want to be there, you're gonna be there. That's what people need to, you know. Really get engaged and really talk, you know, being about it is going to be the best thing. Oh, yeah. And, and, and shit, another one is it's, it's, the, uh, it's not the size of the dog. It's yeah, the yeah. size of the fight si- in the dog. Si- yeah, it's not the dog. It's the size of the dog and the fight. It's the yeah, size, size of the, of the fight, fight and the, the dog. dog. That's yeah. good. I love that so, one. But, no, but thank you, Garrett, for joining us uh, for another episode of the Table for Four podcast. Please make sure you go check out his IG page. Uh, I think it's when you grab the mic. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, just go check out his Instagram page, uh, Athletes Prehab. I will tag everything below in the description. Uh, everything I post on IG as well as Twitter. I'll post his uh, link in Twitter. Uh, and use the promotion link. We got our own promotional link. Hey. I guess 30% off T4F in the checkout box. Uh, but thank you, Garrett, though, for joining us. Hey, we'll get, let's get one, you know, epic dap that they can hear over, over the entire over mic. The right, ready? Oh, my gosh. There we go. Thank you guys for listening again.